Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Coffee Club podcast. This is episode 73. Unfortunately, we don't have Ollie today because he's, when this episode releases, he'll have already raced. He was down under in Australia at the World Cross Country Championships. So, just to get out of the way, best of luck to him. I guess his race is literally in, is it in five, seven hours? Seven hours from right now. Seven hours from right now. So, we're wishing him the best. Hopefully, he's getting dialed in. Hopefully, he has a morning coffee. But, did announce on the Instagram that we had a very special guest for this episode. And some people, you know, were saying, I saw, who is Semko, it? Semko. Jakob. <laughs> no, we beat them all. We got the, we got <laughs> the most, we got the most specials of them all. Uh, today we have Mr. Tom Wang. Tom, how you doing, bro? I'm great. This is, uh, this is a dream for me. This is also the one year podcast episode anniversary of the scarf episode, like the post mill rose. It is. Episode. This is. I would say that's probably when you first gained. That was my first kind of break fame, and notoriety, <laughs> notoriety <laughs> like among our when fans. When I won the title, yeah, right? super fan. You've definitely yeah, been super our fan super fan for at least one. a year. Yeah. And on the ground. What episode was it? I don't know. That it, um, yeah, you became super fan. How early on? It was Did you early listen on. to my episode? Episode? I, feel I, like it was, I was like within ten episodes. I was mentioned. <laughs> I like we mentioned it. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Like just for comments. <laughs> we didn't get many comments back then, but we, that's, we yeah. were getting that's one ten comments. He's very noticeable. Yeah, I honestly, that's all a blur to me. Like, I can't remember how you infiltrated to the level that you have, but I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, this is <laughs> it feels so special to have someone like you in our lives. Who, yeah, starts as a fan of the podcast, super fan, gives us so much support, more support than we deserve, and then full circle. Now you're in the on the actual show it's just crazy it's always you know not to get emotional here but <laughs> no please it's do. always you know you guys always call me super fan but it feels more like we're super friends now <laughs> um, that was so good <laughs> you prepared that one didn't you yeah, yeah. Uh, i thought about that the first time that was actually giving me like my first comment uh the first time the super fan title was but i saved that for yeah. this day the this rise moment. from super fan to super, super fan yeah 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 that's what this journey of this episode will be. Yeah. Yes. For those who don't know, like we actually have hung out with Tom Wing multiple times now. He, he even flew out to our gala, like the big party we have. So we actually know Tom pretty well now. And uh, so it just feels right to have him on the show. He's in town for a couple of weeks on a little training yeah. vacation. Thanks, thanks for flying me out. <laughs> yeah. No, we flew out just for the show. The three or four episode part series, right? Yeah. <laughs> of, yeah. Uh, part yeah. one. Yeah, this is part one. So we'll get into my early days but maybe by episode four we'll get to like Mil- the second Milrose games and beyond yeah we'll by, by that episode I think you'll just have replaced Oli yeah yeah <laughs> actually both of you it actually just I'm actually the founder of the Coffee Club podcast it'll uh, just be a monologue just you and Gus and see, yeah <laughs> the way it was meant to be yeah but before we get too deep into it we do have a bean shout out today who do these beans come from me or you, Tom? Who wants to? I feel like you well, know I, more about. I would, it. Well, I'd love to hear you take a stab, but then yeah, I can. Uh, well, I just double check with Tom. I mean, yeah. they, they they got presented to me by I thought it was a friend of Tom's. He was with Tom. Yeah, at yeah, yeah. no, no, he's yeah. Um, they're he from is, Vermont. Whistle Pig Barrel Age Coffee. I think these literally taste like whiskey, so I'm not feeling super confident right, right. about how they're gonna be. It's something new for us to try. Yeah, yeah. Um. What's your yeah yeah no I just want to hear because he did he did like he was telling you a story or something uh, I believe that's from Will Bryant and his friend Blake 
Uh, they both go to Connecticut College. Uh, go Camels. They're from uh, the Nescac family, which was like our D3 athletic conference. So there's like, you know, there's strong nice. ties there. And uh, their old coach was also an alumni of my school. So there's a lot of, uh, you know. But they well, actually approached me as like fans of the podcast and fans of Wamtang. They're like, yeah, one of my first <laughs> official fans. So I'm sure you like, do have a legion of fans out there. Yeah, yeah. They were actually talking to me first, and then <laughs> George came over. So you know, like, at least I could claim that. Yeah, I mean, you guys were prepared to put chocolate milk in your coffee today, so <laughs> you guys were trying anything. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll leave that up. to Getting you guys. pretty wild over there. No, this was Tom Wing's invention this morning. He just whips out. He just we we're doing our morning coffee because Tom is also staying here. Uh, <laughs> he's replaced all of you. Yeah, he's literally replaced him. He's standing here and he just makes a pulls the shot of espresso and then just pours chocolate milk into it. He's like, I'm gonna do a mocha this morning. I was like, and then I taste it. I'm like, fuck, that tastes pretty good. Yeah. So you should, wait, did you froth it though? I no, think you no, froth we it could froth it. I'd be worried about it's getting in the machine. Well, that, but also it's it's the the sh- it's probably sh- more sugary. So that could you know. Well, we have to experiment. Let's figure. It I out. think it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should do the chocolate milk and the whiskey coffee. Yeah, <laughs> that, whiskey that and chocolate. I'm open to anything. Yeah, yeah I can see how that would work. Smart, yeah. That coffee sounds like an Irish coffee just coming together. Yeah, we'll give it a go. Yeah, but thank you, Will. Yeah, thank you very much for the beans. Um, so we're going to get into Tom Wings. Just for I, I feel like <laughs> most people know who he is. I don't know if that's a fair thing to say. I would imagine they do. But before we get into that. We do want to do a quick Peter Ball update because uh, his situation we touched on, I think, two or three weeks ago. I can't remember. And we said nothing because we were like, yeah, we'll wait to see the for the dust to settle and all that. And there was an update and it was the update. It was kind of a weird one. It was kind of a bit of a tease, but it was the update that everyone was looking or hoping for where he came out with a statement saying that he'd been cleared and he's able to compete. And then after that, I think Athletics Australia followed up with a statement. I believe it was them saying that. So his B sample didn't come back as negative, but it came back as atypical. And essentially it means that they have to do further investigation on it, but it means that he's not banned. If you have like atypical, that's not a positive. So I guess you're only banned if it's positive. It is weird to think that you have an A sample that's positive and then a B that's atypical. But it makes sense that obviously you would need both to be positive to be banned. So... I mean, I think for a lot of people, it means he's free, he's in the clear, but we don't really actually understand the process. So that's just an update. But there's nothing really to say about it because we're still in a bit of confusion, but it seems like it means like he's going to be cleared. And yeah. That's a good thing. I feel like the, only, the main thing to say is that how is this the system that we've got to this point? Why aren't they just <laughs> testing the B sample in the first place? Like the Before fact that we even talked about this. Yeah. We've already talked about this for the second time. And there's still not necessarily a final decision. What is the point of all that? Just like, it, it has no effect on maybe like the use, wait, who is it? Water or whatever? Yeah. Like, they're just like sending out positive tests here, positive tests there. But like, for Pete, that's like life-threatening. Like, life-changing, for Life-changing, sure. tiny bit of information that didn't necessarily need to come out. That might, might be totally inconsequential it's the really sad part about it and i saw a lot of people commenting on it because yeah pete's massive in australia he's like almost he's like a celebrity and so when he like tweeted his statement it obviously got a lot of traction and got a lot of replies and a lot of people are saying like how do you get like how do they make up for the damage to his reputation that was created in this time period assuming like he continues to be like negative like how do you make up for that and i guess 
I don't think you can like sue people. I don't think can it works. You? Maybe, I don't, maybe you can. like you could like, be a potential like, sponsor. Yeah, I was about like, to say potential. Yeah. People might someone think might have twice already about him. sponsoring yeah. him. Yeah, you might have already been. Yeah, you'd think that would cost him. It's so annoying to have that happen. Like, because this is not that we want to go down this long tangent right now, but that is the the implications of all the doping is just all the innocent people that are negatively affected. Because it's a similar thing where. Like this is what Nick Willis always talks about, how you're never going to make up for getting beaten by dopers, even if they test positive yeah. later. Yeah. You never get back that spot, that moment, that spot, the spotlight and all the sponsorship and money that right. comes with it. And it's like similar case here where it's, I don't really think they can do anything to make up for it. But I mean, if I know anything about Pete, he he has an amazing story already. And so I know that this is, going to be obviously another big chapter of it and so he seems like the type of guy who you know whatever the negative is he's able to take it and turn it into a positive so i still have confidence that he'll be able to do that but it's just one of those things where i mean yeah you obviously don't wish it for anyone and it's going to be hard to make up for like how shit it was for him for luckily it came out really quick actually i will say because Initially, they said the B sample, I think, would take maybe months, but I think it only took a couple of weeks. So, luckily, it wasn't that long that he was waiting around. But, yeah, I don't think there's really any way to make up for that, unfortunately. So, that's the update on that. Hopefully, things do become more conclusive as well. It's still, like, yeah, the uncertainty is still, like, kind of weird. But moving on from that onto the what the more happier news Tom Wang is in the building on the show. I don't even know where to start because like, how do you, how do you describe yourself to just like, what's your elevator pitch for Tom Wang? Who is Tom Wang? Wom Tang, as some people may know him. My, uh, my like track resume. That's a, uh, your life we, resume. We go through my life resume. Um, we do your track resume too. We, yeah. Well, I have like a, you know, like a lifelong relationship to the sport, but um, right now it's like like OAC super fan, coffee club super fan, friend of the pod, but and friend of uh, Citrus Mag. So, yeah, Citrus Mag. Uh, Chris Chris, training Chris, training, training partner. I'm training partner Tom TPT to to Chris <laughs> uh, Chiki Chavez. Uh, actually, former. Actually, let's call it out right now. He he joined a track club, and we're kind of going through like a Cooper Cole. <laughs> right now no who's, yeah, yeah. who's cooper who's Cole? oh he's cooper he joined the, <laughs> like the definitive bowerman of new york city central park track club damn they're just you know they're very good they train they train at the armory they, they're doing like really hard like tough workouts and i'm, <laughs> and I'm kind of going solo with my old coach so oh um, my god yeah, yeah, so i can't believe you did that to you yeah it's <laughs> brutal yeah he was like i want to get fast and i was like, like was i, I not enough what we were doing <laughs> yeah. no but we still go we still go on runs so maybe I don't know where Cole and Cooper stand, and I'm not going to comment on that. But but if you know, I see them and I relate to it a little bit. Are you guys on a similar level? Yeah, we are. Yeah, I would say Chris is definitely has like a a bigger aerobic engine and base. Like his easy runs, he's like he actually like I took one of my friends Sam's for a long run with us, and Chris like three stepped us. Like he ran the entire way. Like. <laughs> like about a meter ahead of us. That's brutal. Uh, <laughs> and we just kept like looking to like smile. no, but yeah. And I have a I have a speed background. I was a, uh, did shorter events in college, so yeah, you know stuff like the. So mile, you competed like, in D three in college. Yes. Yeah. In the in the yeah. in 
Gilmore Massachusetts. Was, Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, I went to Tufts uh, University. I was a, uh, a hurdler and a jumper, and then I switched to the multis for my last two years, which was like risky and very injury, whatever. So, but yeah, yeah, I had a great time. And and before that, you know, you asked me before the podcast, like, was I always a track fan? Um, and I think it started in in high school. I went to. Uh, which is it's kind of now known as the high school of Sydney McLaughlin, but is really just uh, high school track dynasty, Union Catholic. Wait, you went to the same high school as Sydney McLaughlin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I ran with her uh, two older siblings, Morgan and Taylor. So, no so that family, yeah, yeah. So I, I, we crossed paths and stuff. Like, yeah, Taylor yeah. ran. He ran in Michigan, no? Yeah, he ran in Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was really good. Yeah, yeah. He still is. I think I'm like almost certain he's racing this year, and like he's gonna do. Because he does the 100 hurdles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, uh, oh, 400, he 400 hurdles. Same. I'm pretty sure he's also... I mean, I might just be like leak spewing misinformation <laughs> right now. But uh, no, watch out for that. Watch out for that. I'm pretty sure he's at USC doing grad school, but also in the same training group as Rye Benjamin and Michael Norman. Good training like, I'm almost positive. Not, yeah. not bad spot to be Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's a New Balance athlete. So I think, yeah, so watch out for him. But yeah, I've been on a few relays with him, which is a cool... I just yeah, couldn't be able to say that. No, yeah. So, yeah. So, New Jersey at the time, it was like, we we were also in the same conference as Ed Jez. So, like, every <laughs> weekend, it was like seeing that guy rip mile, two mile, cross-country 5K, just lapping everybody. Um, and that was great. That's basically, that's like, we were super fans of Ed. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where it started. It's Isn't funny it? that you've been like... You've crossed paths. I guess if you're in New York, there's a lot of people in New York, a lot of good runners. You've crossed paths with all these different amazing athletes because over breakfast this morning, you were telling me about crossing paths with Mary Kane. Oh, yeah. Do you want, should I tell that story? <laughs> yeah, I think that George will appreciate was, it. That was pretty bad. Um, this is probably me at my absolute worst. But <laughs> So we're at the Armory, and it's maybe like 20, 2012, 2011. And, and my team was like the – like our boys team at that time was – like the national champions like we had like when you score like whatever the new balance nationals like we had won um so, and we had like national championship jacket jackets track suits and we like looked the part yeah we looked the part but we were just like skinny you know teenagers whatever uh and i thought it was really cool and we were warming up in that like horrible hot stressful hallway mm. uh at the armory and i'll never forget like someone bumping into me and me going like like who do you think you are like I, I said something like really obnoxious um in your national champs jacket yeah 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 like you know it's like get off me like something like that get off yeah me. yeah we were like i'm trying to hurdle and then um hey. yeah i guess like um and i turn around and uh you know at the time <laughs> i didn't know who it was um and like maybe like an hour or two later, I definitely like no height it in high jump or something. I've done something like like we you know someone fell on the hurdles, but I was feeling like really bummed out. And like I hear on the announcement like everybody watch out for Mary Kane here finished closing in two oh four like New York State record. Um, and that's the story, my story of bumping into Mary Kane. You told her get off me, yeah. <laughs> and then that inspired her to go and break the state record. Yeah, eight hundred. So yeah, I could probably yes. take most of the credit. I think. Yeah. Um, Damn. But so, yeah, I grew up. Yeah, like Audrey Wilson, Josette Norris. Like those are the names we 
we were that, like that's you brush, every... you rub so, shoulders with yeah yeah exactly. literally not me personally but i was always hurt but uh, <laughs> yeah yeah oh, what was people from new jersey yeah yeah new jersey like super legit i think there's a lot of people from there there's a it's like the one of the most densely populated um just like new york city suburbs uh yeah yeah it makes sense good schools makes sense so you have this you grew up in it and what's very impressive is that you like a lot of people obviously do track in high school or even college and then a lot of them go on and live their lives and you've gone on and lived your life <laughs> but you somehow <laughs> remained extremely dedicated to the sport as a fan and obviously yeah you run yourself but that's what's very impressive is like you're very for those who don't know like he's very successful in his career like he's got so much other stuff he could be doing with his life but he chooses to dedicate all this time and passion to running and all that, which is just, yeah, that's the stuff that you don't always see. And I mean, I think a great example of that to tie that into um, the current times is he made waves uh, last week by, this is a very funny story as well. So he, <laughs> he Tom called me. Well, first he sent me a text. Yeah. He said, Morgan, are you sitting down? And I said, <laughs> and I said, yes. And then I think you followed up with, can you keep a secret? And I said, yeah, like, what is it? What's up? I was obviously like, wow, what's going on here? Like something crazy must be happening. And then he FaceTimes me and he shows me his tattoo. And it's his tattoo of <laughs> Ollie Hall, want to make a mile back-to-back champion. And still there. It's yeah. still there. Yeah. And it like it does. Of course it is. It, it's a tattoo. <laughs> it's a tattoo. It's going to be there for life. Yes, yeah. And he tried to. It looks so good. Yeah. He tried to convince Shout me. Shout out to, uh, I think it's taylorheightpeak.psd on Instagram. It's the artist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She did it. And then tried to convince me it was real. I, I like, for a second, I, like, kind of believed it because the only reason I believed it a little bit was is because I had seen you asking about what tattoo you should get, like, the week before <laughs> on... That was plant. That was that was part of it. I it was, was all like, part of it. Was the, like the that was a plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Planting was, the seeds. Yeah. And then, but the whole time I was like, it's not real. It's not real. And eventually you were like, yeah, it's not real. But you, <laughs> but you can't tell anyone. And <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is going to be funny. Like, uh, this is a very funny prank. And then later that day, it was posted on Citrus Mag's Instagram and our Instagram. And I think most people like legitimately thought it was real. Yeah, there are some, there are some great comments on that. <laughs> but yeah. People, yeah, I think, yeah. And then from that, it was You know why? Because if you had any sort of like... If you were a listener of Coffee Club, like, you might have actually, like, there's a part of you that was like, yeah, this guy would actually do that. <laughs> it's, it's, like, he, it's this is like, he's fucking yeah. crazy. This is yeah. in character. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's just like, to see the super fan, like, the fandom reach that level. And then, it was, it was very funny because then the plan was to pretend it was real for everyone. And... Just try fool as many people as possible. I know Ollie thought it was real. Yeah, that and so we feel kind of that, bad. That one was bad. He was because, pretty stressed for a bit. Yeah. Bit. Well, it sounded like he had like a stressful week of like media and the pressure and like there's a there's a lot of hype going into this race. But then also just like this was just an I take actually full responsibility for his <laughs> for you know he probably was disappointed. But uh, yeah, like the distraction. Yeah, that's me. That was me. Um, but. <laughs> Chris Chavez ran into him in the hallway uh, of the hotel and he seemed pretty like he texted me and he was like, Ollie seems pretty upset, like, <laughs> like pretty distraught. And like, dude, my heart sunk. I was like, I've like, I 
I've like really taken this way too far. Like, this is <laughs> what have like, I done? This is like extremely selfish of me. Like I've done, I've done something horrible. Like now I'm all, literally altering his career. Yeah. Um, I think the crossover with with Sidious Mag was very convincing too, because not that many people knew what we just said that you and Chris obviously mm-hmm. know each other well. And no, like, yeah. Because some people might think no. this is actually just like. Sidious Mag doing journalism and they found this random guy on the street who yeah, 100%. Yeah, I would like, say it was a very convenient crossover that made it even the <laughs> yeah, more because, convincing because the thing is I wouldn't have exp- like our page whatever like I wouldn't trust like anything yeah, we, we say <laughs> you, you would know it was fake but <laughs> I, I was surprised that Chris Chavez would post it and he knew it was fake so yeah, he yeah. was in Actually, on the joke yeah. and I was surprised that he would do that way more people were surprised more surprised that Chris posted this on the Sidious Mag Instagram than Did me getting out? an actual tattoo. Yeah, it's there. It's still there? It's still there. And hopefully it, it remains there. For yeah. eternity. Yeah. So, and then it was kind of a landslide where while it was still not public knowledge, I mean, I don't know if it ever really was full public knowledge that it was fake, but Tom was like texting me like, so-and-so from like the New the York, York Times. Oh my New York Times just reached out to me like, because we were like, like when we had our phone call we had an agreement like all right you're gonna have to like get your acting chops out to really commit to this Full bit. Nathan Fielder, like method acting method acting <laughs> he was like he's like all right like what do this i say me. for like if you just got a tattoo like a couple of weeks ago like how how should i be describing it i was like and i was just like yeah just just say it's like peeling just say it's healing just keep saying it's healing like i brought sunscreen were you like me. rubbing it to make it look red no, so, I well actually like, like what we tried like some slapping. We did that like a little bit. Because no, that's what everyone's everyone that so I had people reach out to me and say, Hey, is it real? And I was like, No. And then their reply was, But it's red. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they kept so saying convincing. to me. I I have some behind the scenes footage. Actually, like at my company, I I reached out to like our design team and there's like they were mocking it up and like this is But the tattoo team. was on my arm, but they like applied the pink and like they cleaned up some. There's like I didn't do a perfect job with the application, but they, you know, <laughs> cleaned it up. So, yeah, no, actually, when like so, I actually met up with uh, a writer who contributes to the New York, do the New Yorker pretty frequently. He's going to do a. There's a column of like crazy New Yorkers or something, and so he we, he started asking me literally like two, like a second question in, and I was like, un, I was still not decided if I, I was going to say if it was real or fake. But I was just going to keep answering his questions. Um, like seconds in, a guy walks by and he's like, Tattoo guy, when's it coming off? Like, and it just like ruined the whole no. thing. Like, yeah. No, it was pretty funny though. <laughs> See. But I was getting recognized. It was like a, it was a surreal experience. As you should. I mean, it's awesome because in a different sport, obviously, you see that type of stuff all the time. Like yeah. NFL, like you see people with like all these like the fans with these crazy tattoos yeah. and stuff. So I'm like, wow, that's like a very funny cool thing to do so it is very impressive that as a fan you've been able to gain such yeah notoriety and yeah fame i have to give credit to chris chris was like the marketing mastermind behind this he want he's like we were brainstorming like what could i do as a do i dress up as a cloud do i bring like <laughs> big heads of all the on athletes and he was like we got to do like the super bowl champion tattoo because it's you know oh he actually came up yeah with yeah it was his wow. yeah it was him yeah Man, so credit, he's actually credit to him. yeah it's all he's planned yeah i guess i guess if you really yeah if you take another step back and you look at it just pure like citrus mag is like media yeah he's just trying to create as much buzz about things as yeah. possible and so this was the thing that would create the most buzz yeah 
He was very smart about it. And he used Credit his to him. truthful journalism platform. <laughs> yeah. Credible news He lost a lot of credibility. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. The reputation of Citrus Mag has just taken a dive. Yeah. Had to happen After eventually. <laughs> one in 1,000 posts. There's a... It only takes one. Line. Yeah. It only takes one to lose all that he's worked for. But, yeah, so most of this episode, I think we got a lot of recapping on Milrose to do. It's weird because we're filming this week's one pretty late. So I would say people kind of in the sport move on from races pretty quickly. So mm. we're kind of doing a bit of like... A refresher. It's a bit of a refresher because normally when we, f- we film on a Monday, so it's like this all just happens. But this one is five days later. So luckily we have Tom here to help us out mm. with it because I think you'll be able to fill in a lot of the blanks. But I think we'll start off... We're just going through. We mentioned before that the boys were going there early to do some shoe testing. Uh, George, how did that all go down? Because I know that about I did everyone race in new shoes that could, but there was split fifty fifty which shoes people raced in. I don't know how much information I can give away, bro. Oh yeah, wait. I don't even know either. <laughs> I, I I don't think we weren't hiding the fact that we were wearing new shoes. Yeah, and it was all think, legal, obviously. Yeah, they're all approved. They, and they get like. Are they sent to World Athletics ahead of yeah. time or something? Mm-hmm. This is so the whole they're on procedure. the approved list. Yeah. And I, I couldn't even begin to like start giving away any secrets on them. I wouldn't know it. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know anything about them in terms of making them. But no, we uh, went out a couple of days early so that we did our pre-meet, pre-race workout at the Armory, so which is like Wednesday for a Saturday race. <clears throat> and... Yeah, two different, uh, two different spikes, like two different new ones, and then our current one, and just did a little bit in each of them, and put some pods on, normal shoe testing stuff. I don't really know, and yeah, everyone pretty, everyone gave pretty good reviews, but yeah, there was a there was a bit of a split. There's like a slightly more distance focused one, and a slightly more aggressive one that um i think the milo boys were the aggressive one all all of them i think all of them Mm -hmm. and then joe and i and alicia wore a more distance focused one which is kind of like the more the distance one is like the kind of just like the spike we already were racing in yeah just like better just better i think just better more fun or something better more something more more speed it's crazy to see how far like the on spike has come because last year Milrose was its debut and it was like the at like it was just as much of a story. It was just as much of a win as like your guys's win, Alicia's win. Like yeah. it was like it's it's funny that Milrose has been the the testing ground. Yeah, the testing <laughs> ground two years in a row yeah. for a new spike. This year it went slightly smoother. At least I had already decided what spike to wear yeah. <laughs> before getting to the track on Saturday. So that was a good start. Um, but I guess it, yeah, some just the timing of the design and the production um, keeps coming around right at Milrose. So yeah, I think everyone who wore the new spikes, I was going to say broke national record, but they didn't. Damn. Pretty close though. Joe. Yeah, pretty, pretty high, close. pretty high percentage. Um, yeah, high no. percentage. Do you yeah, think? Yeah, very good. Do you think like when they are sent into testing at World Athletics, 
they have like a person for every size and they do like a hundred meter sprint and they're like, yep, it's good. Like, this <laughs> yeah, is that's like, the testing. No, this is that's like, the testing. I'm way too fast. I feel way too good in this shoe. This is way too subjective. good. Yeah. That's how I, I wonder what gets like unapproved. What's going in there? The sack. I know one is like the, well, the one shoe had a, like a fat sack height and it was. Like, yeah. I think when they say testing, I think they're kind of like. I might be making this up, but I assume they're just cutting the shoe open. That's and what looking, I'm thinking. Looking what's actually in it because there are uh, rules. Yeah, the rules about like having like multiple plates, like how many plates you can have. So it's like I think they're more looking at like what's hidden inside there. Yeah. In the shoe that you can't just tell from the outside, and then they're yeah, obviously measuring the amount of foam at a certain point in the shoe to make sure it's under the limits there and all that. But shoe goodies. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty pretty impressive that we had like a big crew of like sports scientists and the design guys all out from Zurich, like on the ground, kind of getting everyone like ready to wear them. And everyone was like so confident in, in what that the team had produced that, you know, everyone that could wear them, everyone that had a size pretty much put them on. And yeah. So credit to credit to the design team and, and everyone out there making something pretty special. It is pretty, awesome it's pretty exciting i haven't actually seen them yet i guess do we have them here in boulder i think we all brought i think we all just got to keep them yeah because wow. i want to see the new ones i want like i the ones that you that you guys raced in like i think i can picture up but the ones that the milers race in i don't actually know like what they look like they actually look the same they do look the same oh, it's all on the inside? inside oh i gotta cut yeah, one open wow. then i guess i can't wait to try them <laughs> well why are you guys laughing there <laughs> there is because we we had a bunch of meetings leading up to it so i know like the theory behind it but i don't know exactly how it ended up looking and the theory behind it i don't think we're going to give away like what is actually going on with the plate and all that in it but it's it's a pretty cool idea so i'd be very excited i just want to feel what it feels like to I'm just hoping that when I put it on, I feel like what Yard looks like. When he, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. That's what I'm hoping that's for. Cool. So, but no, very cool. You guys got to fly out and get all that stuff done. And then, yeah, just racing it a few days later. I think that's always pretty epic to be able to do that. So, New York, obviously, always a crazy, crazy good time. And with Milrose, it's the biggest. Well, I guess, is Milrose bigger or Fifth that bigger for New York running? Oh, I guess no. Fifth. Oh, Fifth Ave is like more like uh, Roadrunner, the Roadrunner community. Comes. More Roadrunner vibes. Yeah, yeah. But Milrose is like the premier track event. I yeah. Think. I, I think Fifth Ave is big in terms of participation. Because yeah. Because random. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big and race. there's like millions of heats. Mm-hmm. Yes. Whereas Milrose is like the the high roller event. Yeah. Like it, I think oh. it was expensive. Like yeah. tickets. 120 or something? If you I didn't had... buy them on early enough, like you were paying over 100 bucks. Yeah. Mo- most of my friends actually couldn't go yeah like they just were like hey like the tickets are nuts this year whoa that's crazy and these are like my friend like these are my track friend fans they just like damn i I honestly think i I think it's a good thing like i I feel like so too the fact that it's in demand and it's not just like some track events like you couldn't pay people to go to so it's they're doing something right when the demand is that high that it's pretty much sold out Tickets mm-hmm. are expensive, and people are like getting kind of dressed up. Like I feel like people are showing up in like yeah suits and stuff, like scarves. Yeah. And there's like a New York baby. There's, there's like a cocktail scarves. Yeah. Scarves. VIP VIP <laughs> VIP. There's like I feel like there's like a little cocktail 
mixer oh, afterwards. I'm sure there is there, for the like, high rollers. Yeah, there was. Yeah. the sponsors and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Were you invited to that, Tom? I was there, yeah. That's <laughs> Tom's right. yeah, I was like, he's, he's in a circle. He's yeah. in a, Tom's in a circle in all the different I've, circles. Yeah, I've tricked everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I think Milrose is like straight up the best preview of what the, like, the, the product's potential. Like, it's the best showcase of what track could be as yeah. far as excitement and energy. Um, I, I think, think it's, it's, yeah. It's a good way of selling yeah. track. For sure, yeah, and it, it obviously works every year. Yeah, I like Something that. About it. That the first the first half of the day is all these like really exciting, actual high school, and club races where like that kind of like kickstarts the crowd. Mm-hmm. But then they they bring they stick around and they bring their own energy and they're they're actually used to cheering at track meets and mm-hmm. you know, they're just like part of the sport. They're like like kind of everyone is involved. It's like a nice college and high now. school. Yeah, yeah, and then it gets to obviously two hours I think it's two hours where it's like on it's on NBC, NBC and yeah. that's like the main window and it's where all the action is happening and for us it's actually pretty cool because it's extremely distance heavy I think they have the big 60 meter race that was, that which was awesome is yeah. epic yeah but then apart from that I think it's almost I think it's all dis- actually they had a 300 and a 600 and a 600 so they do have a variety but yeah it's just like obviously it's just amazing race after amazing race and oh and shot put the shot put was pretty fun they that's like it's fun because it's in the center of the track Mm -hmm. and people just can like the race happens and then they're like here comes ryan krauser trying a new shot put form and Mm -hmm. it's like yeah so it is pretty epic and obviously uh as we already mentioned the oac had another very good year at milrose with seven national records and literally i mean everyone just like so many great performances showing up on the day it's like so cool to see um as a super fan tom i imagine that made you very happy yeah i actually like it was i was actually like I, reflecting on it i was actually like really stressed <laughs> I was, uh, you're too invested though. yeah i was actually <laughs> yeah well even before that just like like alicia's race i was like I like blacked out. I think, like at least Cranny was like way too close for too long. I was yeah. So the whole thing, uh, yeah. So I think maybe I'm like too involved to, but the the energy was there. It was it was loud. Yeah. Well, let's go down the list for yeah. Um, the listeners at home, you start off with Alicia in the three k, American record eight twenty five from the front, doing her, which is, I mean, at this point she's at a place in her career where her confidence is just so high to just run from the front she just does not give a fuck and i honestly didn't because the pacing i think was around 250 and then her first two k's were both around 250 and so i was like i was also a little bit nervous because i'm Mm -hmm. like yeah people can like kind of follow her it's extremely quick but she's like doing so much work out on the front like on her own and there's runners like right behind her but then she just has the ability to just keep ramping it up and her last k was so quick and then she runs like i did not realize she was gonna run 825 you know after i saw like what the splits were and i mean amazing like performances behind her as well like caitlin tui breaking the collegiate record and was it whitney orden Whitney Morgan, Morgan now. Oh, yeah, Morgan's gone Morgan. Yeah, and she was 8.30. And it's like yeah. 8.30 any other year is like... As fast mind as Alicia, That maybe win. Yeah, I think it like went... Yeah. It's that's mind time. So, and that's five seconds back. So, obviously, like, amazing, amazing performance. So good to see. And then 
I don't know if this is chronological or not, but I'll just go down like this. The men's 3K, we had a lot of representation with George, Jonas, and Joe. What was the vibe kind of going into that one? Because that was, as we talked about last week, a really stacked race. It was, yeah. Real good field. Quite small, though. Like, yeah, they definitely could have I had, like that, though. Yeah. You definitely could have had a couple more people on the line. Mm-hmm. Maybe people were Morgan scared. for a start, should have. Sorry. Love to <laughs> Apologies, yeah. yeah. That would have been like, Dude, half, the view, that would have been like <laughs> half the field, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, that would have been four sick. people in it. That's good representation. That would have been insane. Um, um, no, I think the vibe was very positive and clicker was very committed to making sure that it wasn't a, another 740 race yeah and i think Jonas was the same like keen to get out and get on it yeah. and i think that was i think we kind of just assumed that Luis was pretty keen to do the same he's never afraid of yeah. of a hot pace because i think we someone had asked for 401 i don't know maybe that was us or john i don't know <laughs> it was dathan. that was yo dathan um, was that uh, the same pace as the in that race? same uh, yeah AJ yeah. Ernst AJ Ernst credit and, to him man dude he's so good amazing and amazing he actually pacing. did like we ended up running slightly off that I think well he, he he is one of those unique paces who had the ability to like he he was on the pace and then the race slowed down behind him and he had the awareness to like look back and be like alright I need to like get a bit close to these guys and like keep it and going. feel good enough to do that yeah like, he, he looks amazing he must be really fit yeah. I talked to him afterwards too and he's also like experienced enough or old enough whatever it is to like not freak out at the start and run 127 like yeah, <laughs> like right. someone did at the front yeah which mm. is fine like that happens if you have been on the pro circuit for like two weeks yeah. it's hard to do yeah but he's like smart enough just to not go with that and like actually stay on it and i think and maybe i think we went through and maybe there were four or three at the front and we were like four or four a few places back which when, when did they drop i think you did he go away to 2k i'm not sure exactly but the race itself was kind of a classic 3k where it's like very fast like yeah. the first k was everyone was on the pace and then the second k people just like slow down a bit i'm not was it cooper that was behind him yeah. and cooper dropped off the pace a little bit and no one yeah. no one felt the need to go around cooper everyone mm-hmm. was because yeah i was also surprised that like Luis didn't or joe didn't just go around him straight away but yeah everyone was racing you know they weren't as focused on the time it's pretty connected mm-hmm. for a lot of I, I honestly think that's not a bad way to run a 3k yeah because you can you can still run really fast at the end if you don't mm-hmm. just blow it all in the first yeah. 2k I mean, yeah. Or you can do it like Yared and (laughs) (laughs) even. But yeah, I feel like you can because I think those they still close in like two twenty six or something for the K. I Mm. think what Josh closed in three fifty nine. I think did he? It was fast, whatever it was. Yeah. (laughs) So I feel like if you you just run like a couple easy laps in the middle just to like I legit (laughs) back up. I legit forgot Josh won, and you reminding me kind of bummed me out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was. It was He's an amazing race. Pretty good, I mean, the way it played out at the end, I think Joe made a bit of a move to go to the front to speed it up. Like he was one of the first ones to stop picking yeah. the pace back up. And I think Luis at the same time picked I think at it some up. point Luis got to the front. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I don't think Joe... I don't know if Joe ever actually made it to the front. Did. I think Luis responded went and went around him. And then Josh Kerr just moved up, moved up. And then he had, obviously, I think... I can't remember when he went to the front. 400 to go. I think 400. Obviously, he had, like, that big kick, which you kind of expect for the 1500-type guy. And it was... Luis was 
definitely it was a race. Like it wasn't like he just blew everyone out, but he Yeah, Luis and Joe were right there. Yeah. That's what Luis was. did. wasn't Luis, far back. Yeah. Did that last year. He like took yeah. over the race uh like 600 yeah. to go. I think he looked kind of pissed afterwards. Yeah. I think he's sick of getting beaten in the last lap. <laughs> yeah. Has happened two years in a row. I mean, he keeps it but up he, though. He's going to He's going to start winning. Still 33. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty damn good. And I think we all I mean, we already had a lot of respect for Josh Kerr, obviously. There's all the say what you will, outclass, <laughs> etc. But on the end of the day, we have a ton of respect for Josh Kerr as an athlete. And no, I that's think, amazing. Yeah, this was another example of why he's so good. And like the decisions that he makes in regards to like the races that he does and the training and all that, it's like very... I think we all respect it a lot to have someone yeah, come out and just like... Amila come out and crush a 3k against the 5k guys I mean not that like he shouldn't be able to do that yeah. but it's still just very impressive to see it happen like that he's just got like such a high level mentality yeah of like just a winner yeah, yeah. I think no, he knows how he win races it's really cool how he kind of he's really transparent and vocal about like hey here's why I treat my season like this and here's how I'm going to build up to fix something or address uh, what he views as a weakness and then he's gonna you know yeah things make a lot of sense in his yeah. head to him yeah, like yeah. he's it's all like got a lot of self-belief <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, i only need to race three times yeah like you, you said that before like, like i don't need to do anything else and then he gets the results and it's like well yeah can't can't hate on it can't except with his instagram post afterwards <laughs> i didn't love see what a hero <laughs> going i didn't see it overcoming <laughs> The difficulties that he did just Not, inspirational. See, I <laughs> you didn't see it. Just he, like so, he posted like three days after the race about how he was sick going into the race, and he showed like his text with his coach and stuff. And I, I'm so he did the Strava. Like <laughs> he did the easy he's, run today. <laughs> not feeling it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did that. <laughs> but the thing is, I, I like to believe in the good of humanity. Yeah. So I'm gonna say that he did it out of to spread motivation to people yeah to not give up even when when you don't feel great that you can go out and achieve things but there is then another layer to it of awareness where i just don't think that's where, where, it. where it's just like <laughs> you're just flexing on all these people it's like because the thing is it's not like i'm just gonna say it's not like he would have raced any different if he hadn't been sick like i'm yeah. it's not like it would have gone any different you know so it's not like it actually mattered but i just don't get if that if he is he expecting to get more fans by doing that? You're not going to, like, get more fans. I don't know. What, he, what does he but want? Maybe, though, because then maybe someone else is, like, sick, and then they look at this, and they're like, well, if Josh Kerr did it, I can do it. You know what I mean? So I'll get sick. Wait, so I have to get <laughs> sick. <laughs> if I get sick, dude, I can, like, crush a 3K. Yeah, yeah it's the secret, actually, to success yeah, now. But, yeah, so the OAC But boys, we actually can't say it because he won. No, he kind of no. earned the right to... You can post, post whatever. Yeah, you can you post can anything. The most douchey post possible. <laughs> uh, he still posts whatever he wants, no yeah, matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I did listen to him. His post race interviews, and he was also on the Citrus Mag half marathoner Josh Kerr. Yeah, and I, I actually really liked the interviews that he did, yeah. which is kind of what you're talking about, like the way he yeah. talks about it. So I would recommend those to anyone. But yeah, George, New Zealand national record. Boom. Thank not, you. Not too bad. And then we also had Jonas with the Swiss national record. Boom. And then Joe. I don't know how much. That was probably a big PB, you know? 734. Yeah. Number, he told me. It was quite high. Number like four US all-time or something. Pretty sick. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, something like that. 
probably Legat. It's crazy because now Grant. we're in the low 30s. And then, of course, with the race this week, like it just feels like 720. It makes <laughs> low like, 730s like the norm now. It makes low 730s look like so much more doable. It does. Just, yeah. Every year, it's like something ridiculous becomes normal. Yeah. Every time. It's annoying. <laughs> it's annoying that I've been injured for like this whole period because now it's like the whole game has changed. It's like in my head, I'm like, because I haven't like been like keeping up with it, you know. And now it's like I gotta fucking come back and just run. Like those day. are races like, that you will yeah. actually be in. So <laughs> like, but I mean, obviously on the flip side, it's like my training partners are out here doing yeah. it. So it's like you have like that confidence. It's just like the whole game has just shifted. As soon and, as one person does something, like as soon as Yard goes down four one, everyone's like, oh. Right, every 3k has to go out in 401 now <laughs> these are the rules that, those are the rules and I mean it works it, it works. works then you get a race like that where I don't I think I don't know 80% of the field PB'd you know yeah very Dylan Jacobs very close to a collegiate record yeah amazing run by him uh, he's I feel like he's underrated. underrated I don't know what it is I'm comparing to Duran Nico just because it's the easiest mm-hmm. <laughs> he's run as fast as Duran Nico and he was one place behind them at Instable Cross and he's the only one out of them that has an Instable title. Wow. But he's like, he's so under the radar. He's so good. It's because he didn't go to NAU, bro. It's because he goes to Tennessee. Was he a transfer? Yeah. Yeah. Notre Dame. I've actually never heard of him until like this season, which is, he won won the Instable 10K last year. Outdoors. Yeah. Wow. He beat Abdi. Yeah. But this is the, this is the disconnect. Yeah. So I remember this, Abdi got second. Got third. third. Third, yeah. But third. I don't remember it like yeah. that. But he went to NAU. So, so <laughs> he's so, freaking famous. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a big deal. But I think you would have no, I good. think you would have had the collegiate record because crazy story. Like me, thought there was another lap left. Yeah. No it's shit. Lots of laps in those indoor. I don't know what case. it is. I've never done this my whole life before. Bell rang. Got like literally the shock of my oh, life. Wait. Yeah. It's kind of a it was pleasant, insane. It's kind of a pleasant surprise, though. Kind of, but I'd left like just the perfect <laughs> yeah. size gap for two laps. Yeah, and then, but for some reason, Joe also said earlier, not on the last lap, but like at like a K or eight hundred, he also lost track of laps. And then he was telling me that there were like officials standing in front of the lap counter or something. Interesting. So like a few oh. people had this experience. Interesting. So then me and Dylan thought there were two laps left. I often don't know how many laps there are in an indoor race. I think an outdoor race is pretty easy. Less laps. But indoor laps? Yeah. I mean, it happens so I try quickly. and go through like a few laps without looking. You know, because yeah. you don't want to... I'm not you someone who wants sleep. to just count them down. Yeah, go to sleep. And... Um, <laughs> Should we just... But somehow... Mike Smith counter. <laughs> yeah. Somehow I got all the way to the last lap. Yeah. You and slept then, for a little too long. Yeah. I, I fell asleep for yeah. one too many laps. Yeah. Um, and then... So there's more. Yeah, there's more for George, but still, still they, got, they gave me a little jump start on the last lap. Yeah, mm-hmm. so still had still had the fastest last yeah. lap. I think that should be like a thing in Formula One. Get yeah, a little point, point. last lap bonus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little point for fastest lap. Yeah, that'd be that would nice. Appreciate that would be yeah, like the uh, fifth half uh, thing, the first eight hundred halfway yeah. bonus. <laughs> halfway <laughs> bonus. <laughs> Well, now, now I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about yeah, how you game the system. If there's an actual prize money for that, that'd be hilarious. It'd be fun. If Wait, they, like, they should, like, little prizes money for... But then... But what if you just then started... If you weren't going to... 
get regular prize money, then you just jog and then you just no, sprint the last like, lap. Like in Formula One, you only get fastest lap if you finish in uh, the top smart. ten. Yeah. So it should be like that. You have to finish in like po- yeah podium. I don't know. No. In the top, mm, I don't know. Eight or, or first top, or top half, half of the field, top whatever half of the field, field size yeah. is. Yeah. And then they give you like top quarter, five hundred bucks. These that's are good a, ideas. That's a great idea. Innovation. Very Ray? exciting. Yeah. Ray, if you're listening from the rose next year. Wasn't exciting enough. <laughs> we need to add in all these, <laughs> yeah. all these extra. That'd be uh, so good. It would, yeah. Or, so you just, I cashed it in quite well. Like I a think. gimmick, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something for the non, these people like non championship races. People already love looking at splits. Yeah. And analyzing splits, so. It's true. May as well monetize it. It's true. Let's make some money. But, so. <laughs> that was the 3K. That was the 3K. Great race from, from all the boys. And then the women's mile was. They went out really fast in it. I mean, yeah. I mean, every single race went out very fast. So, don't need yeah. to keep saying it, I guess. But, they, yeah, it was actually another very exciting race because the big headliner was Laura Muir. And, but she didn't do her normal Laura Muir thing where she, she does, she's the classic go out hard, come home harder type deal normally. <laughs> you know, just like drop people on from the start and then just keep pressing it. This time on the third 400 of the race she actually like slowed down quite a bit and so the field was still with her and uh our teammate josette was leading what was she leading with 400 to go took the lead i think, so. I think she went with 600 to go 600 to go and then she read she led two laps i think yeah and then just got reeled in in the last like 100 yeah because this year yeah, was looking vulnerable like, yeah yeah i actually see i did actually think that from the 3k the week before mm-hmm. she like didn't run as quick as she had run previously and uh, yeah, you often you don't often see her needing to hustle on the last lap like that. But very impressive that she was still able to do it because Josette was close. She looked good. Fast. Yeah, she, she looked, looked amazing. Yeah, that like, was like strong. Yeah. Let me say it's the return because she was like, well, I didn't realize that she did the same performance at Muros last year. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Because she wasn't wearing like four twenty. Yeah, like she ran because four twenty is so quick, right? It's really fast. And she ran that last year as well. And then obviously she didn't have like the best uh, outdoor season, but clearly things are clicking again it's a great debut amazing the, amazing yeah. debut both in the jersey and with a new last name mm. oh i my didn't God. realize they i didn't realize that. andrew's debut they they probably like every time they announce her did you hear this no you watching no like that you know how the sparks come up for the wanamaker mile yeah like everybody they listed the accolades and accolades and accolades like like champion of this champion of that and it was like josette now andrews it's <laughs> like well, wife of robbie andrews wait, really? yeah like they like said that's something pretty funny well, and then two would have raced at the army so many times yeah, yeah. no yeah like yeah they're they're like armory they're new Hall jersey of fame. yeah yeah you, their names are all over like the rec you know there's like records on this mm-hmm. well. um and even in the race like like she when she took the lead i heard them also like just call out her last name again mm-hmm. the, the announcer was like really loving the just love the name being yeah, the rebrand yeah <laughs> the rebrand the yeah. double rebrand yeah on rebrand and yeah. andrew's rebrand see i didn't even know that her last name had changed until that moment yeah yeah i've been calling her Jose norris yeah still. i should we go back can we edit the first half of the pod where i kept saying norris well i don't even know like, officially <laughs> what her last name is because her instagram is still Jose norris but also she's verified so you Apparently can't it's really hard to legally do it so oh, maybe they haven't got around to legally doing yeah. it, but you can just enter. As, you can race. It's yeah. a race name. Yeah. Makes sense. So can you enter as anything? 
Let's <laughs> <laughs> put my name down. Can one of you guys race this my name and get me into Worlds? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. But obviously, uh, then behind her, there was a great race as well. Sinta broke the Italian national record for the second time in two weeks. Wait, two weeks? Yeah. 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 4.24, which is PB for her. Four seconds, too. Four second PB. Was it four? I think yeah. so. I think she had 4.28. I don't know why in my head it was 26. Yeah, that's crazy. So, and then Sage was two seconds back from her. I think Sage was disappointed in that. She was trying to get off and run a bit quicker. Uh, but she's racing this week at USA's in the 1500. I'd be scared to race against her this week. So, that would be so she's going to make up for it. Yeah. Like she's going to have a little advantage there. Yeah. Yeah. But so that was another couple of amazing performances. What's the, do you guys know what the US. Uh, women's mile record is like four sixteen. Oh, so Joseph still got four it's seconds. Really to go. fast. <laughs> What's the world record? Four sixteen. Like four twelve. Oh, isn't it? Or is that out? I'm not. I'm actually. I don't I'm not good one. with the records. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But that's even watching those run that fast, and then you realize how fast L. Yeah, ran, like two, three years ago, yeah. whenever that was. Mm-hmm. It's insane. But amazing performances from OAC another great race, and then the final race, the big one. The Wanna Make a Mile, which had Ollie, Yard, and Mario. And this before, I think, got the most hype, which it always does, I think. Mm-hmm. The, the Wanna Make a Mile should. is... Right the here. miles are like the pinnacle. We have got the trophy right here. And so, I have the trophy. <laughs> Tom Wayne somehow has, has the trophy. Tom has delivered the trophy. Yeah. Funny story. Yeah, I just didn't want to bring it back because he went straight to Europe. So he just gave it to Tom. Because <laughs> he knew Tom was coming here. But this race, watching it was... I mean, in one way, it, things went like kind of how you would expect, but also it's still like completely mind-blowing simultaneously i can't imagine what the atmosphere was like in the stadium during this race because for me i was like it was just like what the fuck is happening right now they went out 150 they had eric sawinski amazing pacing 153 mara was actually the one to get right behind the pacemaker and then ollie took over on the third 400 which is where they slowed the race down a bit i think that was a 59 mm-hmm. for that 400 and then Yard was biding his time. I mean, if you were watching him specifically, you were just like, he looks so amazing. Like at 800, he's just chilling. He's just like... 154. He's right? just like... I think he was probably 154. How, how good is it when seeing like just three OEC people lined up? <laughs> so yeah. Even though it didn't... Even though they didn't go one, two, three, it's still dope when they just, just get go out with like, intention. Yeah, that, just like yeah. the intention to just say... Everyone has to get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. It's and we can burn the pace there. And they're blowing, so they're blowing the race wide open. It's not like they're just yeah. doing that and it's like a bunch. Like the race behind them, these are some of the other best runners in the world, and they're struggling to hang on to the pace yeah. behind them. Which is the crazy thing because uh only Neil Gurley was able to hang with them. And I, everyone else was like not even really trying to. Through 800, like I don't even think anyone was still really that much in contact. Everyone was back a few seconds, which is just crazy because yeah, these I think are like Tano was there. Tano was, yeah, yeah. He got after it, but I'm curious what their mindset was. Like, ah, always he's doing their thing, yeah. Or like, I feel like all of them like, have to have go enough self confidence though to try, yeah. Because like John, Johnny Gregoric, he's run 349 indoors, hasn't he? Yeah. So it's like he did end up running 251, I think. He so did? he actually had a great race. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. Probably because he was a little like 
more relaxed at 800. Yeah, that probably does help. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that probably does that. help. But then in the last, did Yara take over with 400 to go? Yeah. And then he started winding up and it was like, whoa. whoa. It got so loud. What is happening? Yeah, that was, yeah. It got so loud. Yeah, that was like, we were going crazy on Vex, right? I've been to some like crazy NBA playoff games and it like, it like felt like, that. like it was like shaking a little bit. Because he, everyone knew that he was trying to break the American record. Yeah. I, I, okay, 100 to go, I thought it was world. I thought he was like, oh, his world record's going down. Well, that was the thing is, it was one of those ones where after they ran a 59 for the third four, I was like, oh, they can't break the world record anymore. But then, Yara is sprinting so quick on the yeah. last lap. You're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. he's going to he's gonna do it. He's, he's going to do it. More, yeah. And then he closes in a 25 and runs 347, and he misses the world record by less than a second. And he just... Like he just there's just such a dramatic fashion to win. I mean we we have seen how amazing he is and but just to see it like showcase like in that way, I don't think I just don't think anyone expected it to be like that dramatic. And um the guys behind him like ran so amazing, but I mean all of us I think we pretty much just think that Yard is in this moment like the best miler in the world. People are calling out Jakob for like, like when are you going to race him? Like, <laughs> well, that's, right now, that's another right now I think he is. It's, it's ridiculous watching someone run a 25 off the front of a 350 race. Yeah. Because people are like holding on to run 350. Yeah. But being able to run a 25 off the front of their pace is outrageous. Yeah. And, ridiculous to watch. And behind him, Ollie. Well, so we got to shout out Neil Gurley because... That was sick. So amazing. He's another one who is criminally underrated. He's mm-hmm. been consistently good since 2019 on like a pro level. Like he he's amazing, and he ended up coming second when 350 or was he 349? 49 something. 49. Yeah. And then Ollie equaled, only the eighth person to break 350 indoors ever or something. Or was he amazing. ninth? Maybe Yard was eighth and Neil was ninth ever. Uh, yeah, he was really crazy, right? he was really high on the all time list. I remember seeing not that many people have broken three fifty indoors. Keep an eye on that in the next few years. Yeah, three fifty number. <laughs> yeah, I mean indoors is like it's always changing, you know. Like compared to outdoors, like Al Guru's freaking back when yeah. he was running outdoors, they were doing it. But indoors is so much more modern, I would say, with people running these crazy times. That's the thing, like that we don't really talk about is like I think at one point like you weren't meant to run fast at this time of the year. Like, you literally, like, weren't meant to. Like, there was a mindset, I think, that it's, like... You're training through it. You're training. Like, you're not meant to be, like, running, like, this amazing this time of year. You're meant to save it for outdoors. But now it's, like, people are able to do it and have, like, these two different peaks or whatever. Uh, But, yeah, amazing race by him. And then Ollie came in and equaled his national record, which was pretty sick. He was disappointed. And he had a... Tom already mentioned he had a lot of like stress that we not the tattoo. He had a lot of like media stuff going on. He was all like that front page of the New York Times Sports or something like. He was like, <laughs> like yeah, he had New York Times stuff lot. going on. Yeah, he was going to Australia the next day yeah. to like get ready for World Cross. Yeah, his mom was there, and I have to say, like, anytime my parents have ever been to a race, I've never done as well as I wanted to. That's a factor. That's a factor. I, I hope like, they don't hear that because like, they're going to feel pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it's great. Like, that's like love and support. But like you, that like adds an element of pressure. It, I guess it does. And so, yeah, he'll tell you like he, <laughs> he didn't race as well as he wanted to race, but he still ran amazingly. That's the thing. And then Mario broke the Spanish national record 
find it. Was Mario fourth then? Tanner was fourth. Tanner was fourth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mario fifth. Probably yeah, also Mario like a three fifth. second PR too. <laughs> yeah. Three or four. Like, yeah, the, also, yeah. The relativity. Tanner just missed Willis's Mario record. Half a second or something. Damn. Close. Very near as well. Yeah. So, Very yeah. I wish I was in the stadium with you guys to just witness that because, yeah, it was it was just so amazing. There's yeah. just like no limit to what he's he's won six track races in a row. Really? For a start, four last year at the end of the season, and now he's gone Boston and Milrose. He hasn't like even been challenged in any of those races. Like, no, we haven't even found out what is hard. That's, I don't know if he's just one of those runners who just like making it look easy is his thing, but he just makes it look so easy because we were talking, say like the 3K, for example, like he went through in 401 or whatever, and it's like, that looked too easy. It's like, I mean, everyone does have a limit. Like, what the hell is his limit? Like, what should he be going through? Yeah, and where yeah. When are we, how are you supposed to find it either? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I guess he keeps racing. You're going to find it eventually. And he's, 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 sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, yeah. It's just a, this is when, this is actually just proof of how hard he worked at school. What do you mean? Like being like a studying? student athlete. <laughs> yeah, like, no, but this guy see, was gunning for dental school. See, like, staying up late. Yeah. And then you take that away and now he's just Well, like, we've talked about it before. He still doesn't really give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's not like, he's like. Yeah, uh, but that's like, I don't stress. that's like, like see, you sleep less, you're. Yeah, it matters. I think Nick Willis had a really good tweet in reply to, this is in reply to, it's funny because this feels like a lifetime ago. With Jonathan Marcus, he had this very oh chilly tweet accusing Yaren of doping. Did you see the Gus Thoughts version? Well, oh, like, yeah. As the dog of a professional runner, like yeah. these are the angles that like the yeah. back legs hit. I hope everyone has seen it because we don't really want to like cover it and give no, it that no, much no. attention. It was just yeah, silly. But Nick Willis had a good point that he said when Yard ran, was it three thirty four at ACCs in the heats? Mm-hmm. Nick Willis says he thinks he was already in 331 shape there. So, and that was a, quite a while ago. I think that was, was that 20... 21. 21, and that's just like... So, like, the progression does kind of make sense. If you really just look at Yard's career, I think he just hasn't been tested as much as you would think because he's so, like... I don't know, like, he he's just... I think there be, were a couple of races where he did make it look harder, though, where yeah. he won by, like this by like just leaning his giant torso yeah. no he a did a tiny bit and that was when he was making it look hard yeah he's like all right that's the limit and he just got it done by a last yeah final meter lean that is actually a, very a good few point. Times. there's, no, there's also did. a ton of yard dmrs where he just doesn't get the baton near the front and yeah like those are the like he still ends up winning those but like yeah. that's where he's maybe pushed to the limit but like yeah he's, he's, he's picking the yeah. dmr versus the open yeah, but I think that is a good point, actually, now that I do think back to those races where, yeah, he was, like, not as strong. Clearly, he had it because he was able to win it in the last 100, but he would fall back in the last, yeah, either the second last lap or the start of the last lap. And now he's just able to just be strong, like, the whole way. And it's so impressive to see. And him and Mario went directly from New York to Spain because they're racing a 1500 in Madrid in a week from now. Tuesday or yeah, less than a week. Yeah, yeah. it's like twenty second next yeah. Wednesday or something. Oh, it's yeah. during the week. Yeah, midweek one. And I'm not sure what their goals are. <laughs> May as well go for the world record. Like, <laughs> I don't know what pacing they're I'm able to sure find. I'm sure they want to do like yeah. the Swinski pacing. I hope so, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> because it's just like yeah, they may as well go out faster. 
Let's see 100 it. less meters to run. Yeah. Let's see it. I think Jakob's in the 3K too, so that's like very frustrating for fans that want to see. Yeah. Is he still one? <laughs> oh, I thought maybe maybe he that's maybe I have gone, the old news. He'd gone to focus on Europeans and. Yeah, we had at one point. I'm not sure if this was misinformation, but at one point we thought that Jakob was going to be in the 1500. Yeah, with for Jack. a minute we thought that, and then no, Grant Fisher. Well, Grant oh, Fisher, Fisher is yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, but then Jakob. I just would love to see Yard race Jakob so bad right now. But so the other meet which happened uh, yesterday. yesterday was yesterday, was yeah. a meet in France in a town called Leuven, 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 which is uh, yeah annually like an amazing one of the best European track meets of the year. And it was the same this year. There was the world record broken in the three k seven twenty three. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And then Jakob was in the 1500 and he ran 332. So that's, you know, world lead. That's so fast. Nothing wrong with that. And he was so far ahead of everyone. But he didn't look as good as he's looked in the past. And he, yeah, because he's just like, he, I guess he's been sick. Like, that's the thing. So it's it's a pretty legitimate reason. Like, he's been sick. So we don't know if, kind of the chatter from us was like, oh, I think he doesn't want to race it. Uh, yeah, right now, that's fair because he's not at his best. Yeah. yeah, so it's like I guess I don't, nobody wants to see him not at his best again. Right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. You want to see them race at their best, so yeah. it is a little bit unfortunate. But it's like, yeah, I think would love a little precursor to Worlds though. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. a little taste. <laughs> I would love to just see Yard race against every single other best <laughs> middle distance run in the world right now. Because, Do you think anyone yeah. has a shot? Right yeah, now? I just, I just can't imagine how anyone can compete with that. And so, Yaku would have to be in like three twenty seven shape. Yeah, that's the only way. Because no one is closing as fast as him, no. and I don't. We don't like. I don't think anyone is dropping him either. Do you, you don't think, have to get so quick to drop him? Do you think if um, Yared beats Jakob, he has to change his name to be spelled with a Y and vice versa? <laughs> Explain Jakob, that. Jakob like Yared. if Yared, like Yared beats Jakob, it's like, yo, it's spelled like with a Y. <laughs> and, if, and then other way around spell with the J like so, so if, so Yar, like so if Yar, Jakob loses then Yard has to spell his name with a with J with a J <laughs> I like that yeah we'll ask Yard we could probably this get is, Yard on board for that yeah yeah he would change it he would do it yeah <laughs> I would a, do it that's a good idea but, I'd give it up yeah it's yeah. like the battle yeah the yeah the yeah yeah battle <laughs> the yeah, yeah, battle. Uh, versus. I'm trying to brand it. I can't. It'll come. Yingi versus Yard. Yingi, yeah. Jingi, Jingi versus Yard. Yeah, yeah. There's something there. We'll we'll have to workshop that one. Yeah. But yeah. So that was how the meet finished, and yeah. I mean, just spectacular. Credit to everyone who went out there and had a great races. Another amazing Milrose. Very biased, but probably the best indoor race of the year. Someone commentating in Lieben was trying to claim that Lieben was better. No way. During the meet. Did you just watch me rest a few days ago, bro? They were like, uh, every year this is the best indoor meet in the world. That's bullshit. I guess the the only reason they could say that is because of the world records that have been broken there. If they're saying that. If they're just purely saying on that because the 15... Hundred record was broken there a year ago, and yeah. this year the men's three k, and the women ran so fast there as well. Yeah. The women ran unreal times there yeah. as well. So I guess, but in terms of just like Time the other men, yeah, yeah, exactly. 
They could have been like, this is the European Milrose. Yeah. <laughs> they should have said, should have said yeah. this is the leaving of New York. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, the fuck is leaving? Yeah. <laughs> makes no sense. So, yeah, actually, that's, that's the comparison that you have to do to see which one yeah. is bigger. Who Does it make sense? It, uh, <laughs> it make, yeah. Which way makes sense? Uh, yeah. So, because it's like when, uh, I don't know why this is in my head, but everyone claims they're the Harvard of the South or like, <laughs> yeah, or like yeah, the yeah, Harvard yeah. of the Midwest. Well, then, like Tulane yeah. calls itself the Harvard of the South or something. Yeah. So then, you know, Harvard's obviously the big dog. Yeah. Like yeah. it's the only one that makes sense. It's the Harvard. It's the Harvard. It's but, not, by the way. Sorry, Tulane. It's not. <laughs> well, I remember Just, at one point before I went to Wisconsin, I can't, I don't think anyone, I think Michigan maybe calls itself like, the Harvard of the Michigan think a lot of themselves as a school. Yeah, yeah. I think they might have called themselves like the yeah. Harvard of like the Big Ten or the Midwest or something like that. But yeah, so that was that. And then we also mentioned leaving the performances there. I'm those were just unreal. You can check those out on YouTube. Good to see Yaka back racing on the track in the fifteen hundred, blown open, and then the three k. Uh, I think all our minds were blown by just how quick seven twenty three is for 3,000 meters. He broke the world record by a good second and he had Mokatir. Mokatir looked good too. Mokatir he also broke it. It was pretty much just whoever won was yeah. getting the world record. Which, which is, is like that doesn't often best. happen. Yeah. No. And like those was there's something about when you're running that quick in the 3K, it's, you're just pushing it to the limit so bad where they, you could tell like the last couple laps, like they were just fully gassed. Like they're just like, they're just, like there wasn't any kicking, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're not you're not kicking when you're running that quick. Like maybe a little bit of a speed up, but it's just like the biggest like grind, like full squeeze. It's just full squeeze. Full mode. squeeze ahead. Yeah, it's full squeeze mode, which I guess is how yeah the 1500 is kind of run as well now when they're running those quick times as well, unless you're Yard and a Goose. So <laughs> you have a squeeze and a kick. <laughs> yeah, it's <Yeah>. not fair. <laughs> <That's good thing. laughs> He's got, <laughs> He's got all the tools. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was another great track meet and uh we'll we'll round it out pretty soon because i gotta go to some treatment but we were gonna talk yeah i do the the other two things which are big is we do want to give a shout out to world cross country unfortunately we're not going to be able to do it justice but we hope everyone enjoyed that and got to check that out in australia full recap (laughs) next episode next week and then the other big one which these guys before the show were like, yeah, we should probably talk about like the USA's. And I was like, wait, what USA's? It's like USA Indoors is on. And once again, not many people care about it. Yeah. The fact that sad. us three, it was like the afterthought is just says enough, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. USA TF, you got to check that out. Why that yeah. is an afterthought. Why your meat is an afterthought. I don't know if it's like, it's, I don't know if it's a negative to USATF or it's more positive to the other indoor track meets it, like probably Milrose and the races at Boston yeah, yeah. New Balance because in other countries for example Sinter's racing in Italian indoors uh, tomorrow and I'm sure that's a, the biggest meet of the indoor calendar for all the Italian athletes but it's like what else is there? Yeah I you think know? why would you if you're only going to race three times in an indoor season why would you waste one of them going to altitude to run well, to win a US title, that's a, baby? That's a top athlete point of view. Like, there's like the the people who get like, but USATF wants the top athletes. Yeah, 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 you're right. So you just got to. I thought, yeah, right I was to... talking from like the people who they are definitely like, don't I need to get on the map. USATF yeah. don't want their meet to be second rate no. to no. Like, no, they no. want US indoors to be yeah. the pinnacle, right? Yeah. You would want that. So how do you incentivize it? 
How do you make it more special? I don't know. But if I knew that World Indoors wasn't like it's an off year, I'd be like thinking about that. I would have put this on the map like a year ago and been like, okay, this this indoor meet is going to need some work. Yeah. That's the strategist in you talking. Mm. How are we going to make late. it special? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it starts in, it's yeah, already started. It started. Yeah, yeah, it's already happened. Congrats to Anna Hall. Yeah, amazing, uh, amazing performance. American record. Yeah. Almost broke the water. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, do you, I don't really think that people respond to money. The top athletes don't respond to money. I think unless maybe it's something outrageous. Like, yeah. I don't think the top athletes respond to money in this circumstance i think it is the i think it's either i think it's the prestige of either winning an amazing title or breaking in a record yeah during indoors that's and what you gets can't, people. and you can't do either of those things well unless you're in a hole apparently yeah, yeah. But you can't really do either either of those things in you just cookie. it should it should sprinters be can. Sprinters, sprinters can probably can it and, should be such that events. i guess winning the u.s indoor title means more and, yeah. that, and that's why that's the incentive to go but the reason it doesn't is because half the field is missing yeah what if, came first the chicken or the egg exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like a cat, did, it's like did half the meat leave and then it wasn't prestigious or did it they had it in they had it in Albuquerque and then everyone's like fuck that <laughs> yeah. they had it in Spokane and Albuquerque yeah. no offense to those two places but I no, wonder, you're not wrong I wonder like I would love to be in the room with some of these USA athletes like playing their calendar and seeing where it like fell on their like because it's like they pro- it comes up right like they're probably like okay here are the here's how I'm gonna think about my schedule like where did it land on there well, like I mean, you don't sprint. you don't get and then Josh Kerr you don't get all you don't yeah. get actually yeah you guys Mario. can't be talking you you've never won any US titles <laughs> so I also have a, we also haven't won an Australian or New Zealand indoor title either so no nope. okay. we're not gonna say <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I'm thinking about for our team we have Sage competing in it but like not in, in the eight hundred. She's competing in the 15. Yeah. But even like Josette's not racing it. Yeah. It's like, you don't want to go win a US title? Nope. <laughs> nope. I guess not. And like, Alicia, what's she doing? No. It's just like no incentive. It's mm-hmm. like, it's just like they would rather have, when Milrose was last week and they achieved these amazing things, it's like, let's go back to training and then bigger and better in the future, I guess. Yeah. Well, you said like, you don't think money's an incentive. I don't, I don't know if like a national meet even like money is even part of the incentive anyway. I think it is. They have sometimes. Okay. National okay. champs. I'm not sure what it looks like yeah, for indoors, but I think... I think I read like six grand. Six grand? That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. But when World Athletics makes a ridiculous standard like 27 minutes, you don't That's really true. have yeah. the freedom to race an indoor meet when you're trying to run right. 26 something in literally three weeks that's true like yeah. i'm sure even i'm sure joe would love to go yeah. he talked about in the gym today how he would like to go and race the 3k there or whatever it just is doesn't fit but yeah. what athletics made a fucked up 10k standard yeah. oh, so that you beat. can't like jeopardize that yeah yeah it does he, there's so many things that go into not making it is cool. this a good points meet sorry is this a good points meet Probably not as good as Milrose. Well, yeah, probably not as good as Milrose. There's that gold tour, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. So. That's that is like one of the because we've talked a bunch about like why people are running so fast now, and weirdly enough, if you think about it, the ranking system actually incentivizes people. This is a tangent. Incentivizes is people to try to run faster all the time rather than running more tactical. You know what I mean? Definitely. Which I mean, that's weird. part of the reason Joe was saying like going to Milrose for the ranking he's like there's literally no point running a tactical race when 
that you get so many points for running. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a, it's like something that to me it doesn't quite make sense. Well, it's kind of supposed to be the opposite because exactly. you should get, like the reward should be winning. And there is a reward. You do, yeah. you, if you win more as you get it ton of points nice points but you also have to run but quick because everyone else is running quick. you do kind of have to run fast and it's all relative <laughs> so if everyone else is running quick you're only going to get ranked above them if you run faster just as quick yeah, or yeah. faster yeah so everyone has to run quick all the time now i wonder if anyone will get displaced by uh in epic performance at cross champs in the fall <laughs> that was a great right <laughs> right like, i haven't thought about that that one is probably like like they're like what like this person's ahead of me and they open up that little like five meat average and it's like what is this yeah how do you do that that's crazy like, i need to be at us cross champs like they'll i'll pick cross champs over usatf indoor national finally finally um can you get ranking points for the relay tonight there's no way wait yeah in the Maybe. do they across country do they still do like top 15 as a 10k mm-hmm. qualifier or something Mm. The top 10 maybe that used to be an automatic 10k qualifier the, oh you yeah at least get points yeah for you you should look into that for like a topic next episode because i think i saw something pop up of like this is like there's like this many slots for the 10k for world cross like with these standards yeah there's something there i don't know something there we didn't know yeah. about it even though yeah. it's our job yeah unfortunately uh but i do have to leave yeah this has been lovely thank you very much for coming on Tom. oh thanks for having me this was a this was a blast was it what yeah. you expected uh i don't know what i expected but yeah yeah this was yeah this is sweet thanks, i can't bro. wait for the next three three or four <laughs> we'll yeah. take it we'll take yeah. it well that's episode 73 thank you very much everyone for listening we'll see all you guys next time Bye.